Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Have you ever wondered this, that maybe you might be maybe a little psychic? You ever hear that phrase, go with your gut? That's your intuition. What is intuition? We're going to look at all of that today. This is our Love and Connection podcast. Loving to make this connection to this thing called intuition because I'm still, years later, still wrestle with it. How do you trust your gut? How do you have that faith in that thing that is telling you one thing, but then you react in a different way? We're going to uncover a lot of that today. Rena Miller is the woman that Gets us going with all of us. She's a psychotherapist and she's back with us. Welcome. How are you? I am well, thank you. And mm -hmm. you've got a bunch of people with us. We have G once again. Philip is with us. Uh, Jonathan is here as well. Where do you want to start with intuition? I could go all over the place with this. I have so many questions. Where would you like to start? Well, I, two things. I just thought about a client, a 19-year-old saying to me recently, it's just our heart, no, 23. Hard to know if it's my anxiety or my intuition talking. And, and we, we talked about it and I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the fact that the cuckoo men here, uh, went and started to speak about intuition in a different way that I would not have thought of. Bicycle crashes. Why don't you gentlemen start? <laughs> uh, sure. I'll start. Um, I, I was just uh, talking to Jonathan about, uh, who's also a cyclist, about the little voice in your head that fires off just before you do the dumb thing. And in my case, my first bicycle wreck was hitting a patch of sand too fast and knowing well that I was, but the rational part of my mind was like, this will be fine. It's not a sharp turn. And then, you know, lots of impact and some bleeding and a hospital trip and everything was fine. And Jonathan's story is almost exactly the same, except that because it was Portland, it was rain. Hmm. But both of you talked uh, about a little voice that you heard a little, yeah, voice. a little voice in your head that says, don't do this. This is don't do this. And it takes so many years to learn to trust that little don't do this. But I did avoid a wreck just the other day by listening to that little voice. So, you know, progress. This is we we talk a little bit about the idea that wisdom is knowledge that's gained at this emotional price, you know, where you you do something dumb enough, long enough. And after a while, you start to listen to that thing. And uh, I think a lot of intuition is just those those narratives, those stories that aren't written down anywhere that we can't see, that we just come along and and have to learn the hard way. But once we know them, you know, they they help us, and and we can recognize them in other people. We share those stories, right? The sliding on the ice or whatever. And we're not we're, something that we were all talking about is that it's not something that we're taught about. It's not something tangible that we talk about much in society and yeah, yeah think, it's, go on. Yeah. Thanks, Rena. Um, I think in, in our culture, I think Phil, you described it as very positivist and that, that means basically very focused on what we can prove, what we can see, what we can measure. Um, thanks to the Renaissance, 
really emphasizing science and rationality. Um, and I think intuition very much gets pushed to the side in um, things that we value as a culture, things that we teach. Um, and so it, it does kind of take this amalgamation of life experience um, because it's not something that we really talk about for us to start to listen to that little voice, for us to start to recognize it um, and, and recognize the value in it. Can we boil it down to let's get real granular in terms of what it is we hear? What are we feeling? I am happy to give an example that I really don't feel like I knew much about intuition before the last 10 years of my life or so. And, you know, I, I had a condo, I have a condo in Portland. I used to have a roommate. Um, I got tired of living with women and I thought, let me try living with a man roommate. And I met him at a cafe, the first potential roommate in a cafe. And when he walked in, I heard a voice in me say, please don't let that be him. Okay. <laughs> I heard it. It was clear. Then I sat down and here comes the social worker, big hearted therapist. Oh, you just broke up with somebody. Oh, how, you know, and I started asking all the questions and then I just opened up my heart and that voice went away. I didn't know to pay attention to it. He ended up being somebody who drank too much and yelled at me a couple of times. I was able to get him out without any, any huge chaos. But that is when I very clearly heard a voice that I ignored. And is that what you mean by specific? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think we're, we're programmed evolution in terms of evolution to listen to that. Cause it's there to protect us when that, that voice or that feeling that comes. Now you heard a voice. Do we feel other things? Do we, you know, a lighter feeling? And a lot of times we dismiss it and say, ah, uh, it can't be that easy. But that's the answer, right? Jonathan, what do you want to say? Yeah, I think I could tie this together. Sorry, I didn't want to jump in. Um, I mean, our wisdom and our feelings really inform our intuition. They're the ones that guide us along that, you know, they're every feeling, every voice or anything, it usually comes from something we've experienced in the past. It's a gut feeling. All these words that are used to describe that initial uh, pang, you know, that instant feeling, the gut check. Um, the bike crash is a really good example of that because it happens instantaneously. You know, it's like, maybe I'm going too fast. Slam. Um, in the moment it takes for you to be upright and then fallen flat on your face, could be drawn out over a few weeks with a bad roommate, you know, but that moment still happens immediately. There's still that initial pang. Um, and in terms of love and connection, intuition can be your compass. You know, it's not the end all be all, but it's, it's pointing towards something and you might not know what it is and you have to listen to it and you have to empower it, but it will, it might change the more you learn, the more you follow the path, but it's still pointing you forward. So, mm. um, I, I like words like, like spark and chemistry. You know, those are, those are words that you hear a lot of times with love and connection where two people, you know, they feel that instant connection. The compasses are pointing towards each other along this path. 
together. But then over time, as you learn more, you question that and you learn new things, those paths might start to point different directions. So. Hmm. So uh, lots, lots of documents there. Yeah. 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 Thoughts. Anybody have anything? Well, to I'm going to say right away. Cause it's on my radar recently because of what, what you just said, the love and the spark. I believe people reveal to you who they are from the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. Pay attention. Or you have to listen to your gut feeling what, what you're getting. And sometimes it gets overshadowed by what's well, a great experience. They're, you know, very attractive. I'm having a great time. And you push that to the side, but you're not paying attention to what you were given your gut feeling. Your or intuition. you may not know, or you may not know. You might not, you might not have experienced possibly what could hurt you, you know? Yep. I know Rena, Rena's talked about this a lot with us about how people get tricked into these relationships with these people that end up hurting them a lot. Why does that happen? Well, maybe they don't know. Um, or they just don't see it. They're blinded by something. And and I'm sad. And it's sad to say it's amazing to see how good some of these beings are out there at tricking people. And it kind of feels like there is a school of trickery, um, a.k.a. how to be a fantastic narcissist and really get a lot over on people. And truly, after a while, it's amazing to see how how there are lots of signs, but again, without the experience, without the, you know, there's so many people I hear saying like, but he was fantastic in the first year. He was nothing like this before and et cetera. And that's a heavy, that's a heavy, heavy topic. But, but even back to that, I mean, I've just been noticing even little things, little, little perks of intuition. Some lovely people that I met, the Christmas tree people who are selling Christmas trees. I happen to have two copies of a book. And as I'm reading one of the copies, I thought, I bet Alicia would really like this. And I took it to her and she finished it before I did. And she loved it, you know, and then I met these lovely people who have started this cafe and there was a book they had in there that I was drawn to. And I had books I was giving away and I suddenly I was like, bring in those books. I think they'd like it in the cafe. And so, so those are other little ways that our intuition can guide us. And, and one way I might sell myself short, you know, this, this is something I had a pretty good life. You know, I had, a, I had amazing parents, loving, loving mother, especially. And, you know, I noticed clients who had a rougher time earlier in life. They are pretty darn intuitive and deep because of some of the rough experiences they had mm. growing up. And, and, but when I go and say, you know, so I sort of compared myself to them for a while. Like I was nothing like these young people. But where I did do pretty well was that with, with the medical system, doctors were saying, you've got this disease and you'll be on our drugs for the rest of your life. And I had a lovely no to medicine that really ended up working for me. You know, they said, you're, you're, you're ill for the rest of your life. I was like, ah, uh -uh, sorry, I'm going to take this on as a physical, spiritual, emotional issue and I am going to heal. And I didn't really even know what that meant. And it thoroughly worked for me. And uh, so my intuition led me well. I was like, I don't have to go the medical route. I can figure it out. And I healed myself from two illnesses. Intuition wow. led me, I feel. Mm -hmm. And what did you feel? What, what were you feeling inside, Rena, at that moment where you were making that decision that, no, I'm not going to go the traditional medical route? 
I just did not, there was just, you know, at first it was a lower back problem. My mother said, go to the doctor. We went and he is handing me pain medication. And I simply looked at it. I was like, how is this going to heal my back? Well, it's either that or surgery. I really just felt like, oh, sorry, that doesn't work for me. And, it, and, and I just walked away and then moved across country and learned about chiropractic. And then I learned, actually, I, I learned about a therapy called EMDR, which is great at trauma. Um, for trauma, I experienced the EMDR therapy myself. I worked out a little bit of the trauma that I had from having a bully brother. And all of a sudden, the 20 years of back pain disappeared. Wow. You know? Hmm. And, and I, that was my intuition leading me and, and it worked. Mm -hmm. But you listened to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's been times lately where I didn't listen to it. And <laughs> oh, I can, I can think back 25 years back when I didn't listen to it. Big life decisions. I could tell you where I was, angle of the sun, where I was standing, building a house, bad idea. Bad idea. Don't do it. I was like, ah, I'm already into it. I'm going to do it. It was wrong. <laughs> Divorce <laughs> two years later. Uh, Should have listened to my gut. And your gut knows. It just knows. But how do we trust? How do we trust what's that sign, that signal that's coming out of us? For me, I think it, it sometimes is that feeling that even if it's a really hard decision to make, you just kind of have almost a peace, almost like a very deep knowing mm. of it's still the right decision. Um, for me, growing up, my mom um, had and still has very severe bipolar. Um, and so my kind of response to that was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick to the facts. I'm going to push all this emotion out. Um, and if I don't have a logical reason to be upset, then I'm not going to be. Um, and so that was kind of how I grew up very like, okay, logic is going to be the way to go. And so by the time I was, you know, coming of age in high school, everyone was telling me, oh, just follow your gut, follow your gut, pick a college, you know? And I was like, I've literally never done that. I don't know how to. Um, and so I think I mean, that's kind of like an extreme example, but I think a lot of us do have to have this kind of learning and growing process of, I'm not really sure how to listen to my intuition. I'm not really sure what it sounds like or what it feels like. And I don't really know how, how to move forward. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just a really intentional process of like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do a lot of reflection. I'm going to have to do kind of a lot of searching for what it is that I want and what, you know, I think will be good for me. And that's kind of how I, I learned to listen to my intuition. And, you know, the more that I listen to it and the more that I kind of, I loved the, the word that you used, Jonathan, to like empower our intuition. Um, the more that I kind of like tune into that, the more I feel comfortable making decisions, you know, that are informed by it. You almost have to build a relationship with your intuition like you would another person because you have to be able to understand why your intuition is saying the things that it is. In my past, I've had a, a bad relationship that early on I could remember points where I was, I could pick out points along the way, like you were saying, Steve, where it's like, this is a bad idea. 
this is a bad idea, but I'd brush it aside for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't give any power or thought to that voice because I didn't understood it. I just thought, eh, I'll just get that out of here. And there's been moments where that voice has been wrong. So I qualified it, but it took sitting down and talking to other people, giving that, giving those thoughts a voice, learning what it says about me, talking to other people, therapy, you know, that kind of thing to learn and build that relationship with my intuition. I love what you said about connected more to me, the relationship between your intuition and you. And I think we also need to have a relationship with our logic because the two are going to fight each other. And it's almost like oh, you're, yeah. the, you're the mediator because <laughs> the logic's <laughs> going to come funny. in. I like that. It's going to come in. So you need, you need to have a conversation with both. Now, wait a minute, logic. Hold on a second. Wait, intuition is talking to me and it's the feeling I've gotten before and intuition was right. So you're going to, you're going to go over to the side for this time. Yeah. The way that I like to talk about that is, is this idea of code switching where, um, you know, in one culture, so I'm, I'm, Jewish. And so I can, I can code switch into my, my New York Jewish relatives and, and talk in their language and be part of that group where I can go out to, uh, you know, put on university, uh, professor personality and go and code switch there. And there's, there's languages of logic and rationality and coming to, you know, well-reasoned decisions and they're not wrong. But there are also languages of intuition and relying on others. And, you know, in one case, you have a relationship with facts, and it's usually based on things that you can point to and that exist in the world. And in the other case, in the intuition area, it's these are based on stories. And your intuition starts out really simple. It doesn't have very many stories. It's based on your personal experience. But the more that you learn from other people's stories, the more that you see from their their perspectives, how they traveled through things, how they came up with solutions to problems that were not easy or straightforward. You know, the more that you hear about, well, you know, you know, Jonathan, listen to that little voice. Steve, listen to that little voice in this particular time, but especially for those big emotional uh, struggles that we have, that we start to put more trust and faith into these unseen pieces of our lives that we can nonetheless still, you know, find credible and, and, and trust. And that sometimes it isn't all just, you know, we'll, we'll just run the numbers on this and see how it should turn out. I, I learned something recently from a 19 year old client. I was talking to her about, you can kind of, it's how I notice it's how I feel when I'm sort of, with the right kind of person or the right group of people, how I feel, how I'm, how do I feel while I'm talking to them? How is it flowing? And she took it further and I appreciated this. She said, you know, it's how I feel when I walk away from them. And boy, I started to use that recently. And I really think that's just, I mean, again, but this is, again, how we're learning from different dif- different ideas. It can be both. How you feel when you're with them, suddenly you might feel pretty strange when you walk away and realize, I, I don't like the way that person was talking to me. Or, you know, the fact that I invited a person into my house for two seconds while I needed to use the bathroom. And when I came back, I was like, oh, my God, I think she ripped something off. I didn't feel comfortable with this person for the first minute I met them. 
there was something off about them. But I was like, all right, let's have a meal together. And then just the fact, I, I never come into my house thinking anybody has ripped me off. And that was a really good feeling that ah, she's not for me. You know, she's not somebody I want to spend time with. I've often heard that to test our intuition, we should do simple things. What do you want for dinner tonight? Italian, Chinese, and think between the two of them and which way you gravitate to and other situations, whether you should go out, whether you should not, whether you should hang with friends, whatever it might be, always be testing your intuition. Any thoughts on that? I love Italian Chinese fusion. <laughs> I haven't found that place yet. <laughs> it was more of a joke of meanness being indecisive between the two. Sure. You know, usually, usually just is like, let's, let's try and mash these two together and see if something works. That's where my mind usually goes. And, mm-hmm. I'm still learning to balance, you know? There's even people that talk about muscle testing, right? That. I, Big time. Yeah, I haven't mastered that. There's even, you know, stand in a doorway and have a thought, and which way do you sway? <clears throat> and then do a, do a baseline test, something that's, you know, true and something not, to see which way your muscles or you are gravitating to, because that's your, they say that's your intuition. Rena, what do you I've think? Been I am a hundred percent. I was taught, I was amazed by acupuncturists who use that regarding allergy treatment and they just do a muscle test with your hand. And if you are allergic, you cannot hold your hand up. I was amazed. They're like, you know, you could do this yourself. And they showed it to me. Yes. I was sort of taught, I was taught I could put my hand up, you know, if I'm trying to figure out, is this vitamin for me or is this vitamin for me? I can, Hold it here in my heart, kind of tune in and ask. And as my body leans forward, that's yes. I generally often feel the no a lot more strongly. And also, Steve, when you you mentioned how do we know, I, I, I can't stop using my recent move back to the East Coast. You know, I had no question when I was here visiting last year for two months, this place was for me. The way all my loved ones in my life, I can see you there, Rena. I can see you there. Anybody I was talking to, they were all saying yes, you know? The way it fell together with the tenants that I got into my condo, you know? Then I missed my and I missed it on the intuition with the woman who scammed me out here. I was so nervous about leaving and I was so hopeful that this could be the place because it was also a terrifying experience, you know? I got scammed as I arrived here. But there were so many other pieces that were going smoothly that I knew this is a meant to be. I can hang in there. Do you think that you knew the right answer? Because it it's often been said that we have the answer within. Everything we need is, is within us. We know the answer. Anything you're wrestling with right now, doesn't matter what it is, you know the answer. The answer is clear, except you need to find the answer. Do you think, Rena? that you had so much going on that you might've known that maybe this person might not have been the best to support you, but you couldn't listen to what was coming from within. Well, I definitely had, there were millions of red flags and I jumped up one morning to look her up and see if everything she was telling me was legit. And Google kind of gave me an answer, but Mm. and there was another time I was zooming with this woman and I felt horrible. And I was like, something is off with this woman. But yes, there was too much going on 
And it was too much of a huge emotional experience. And I was terrified getting tenants and all of that of kind of stuff that I, I missed it. And I missed a lot of red flags. You didn't do anything wrong. It was just this gets in the way. It's called life. There's things going on where and maybe a lesson for you and the rest of us in the, those situations where it's like, all right, I need to pay more attention. I got to I got to quiet the noise. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think we always know the answer. I think that sets up a scenario for us to always be at fault. And I don't think we always are. Yeah, um, it's sort of my perspective on it is it's like Michelangelo's quote about sculptures. That you know, when asked whether or not there was a sculpture of a, of a man inside of this block of marble, Michelangelo's uh, answered, there always is. You just have to find it. You know, it's there. You can uncover it. It exists. Kind of. It's what you bring to the rock and it's what you discover and how you dialogue with the rock to bring out this thing. And, you know, that that and again, that's a very intimate form of connection as you explore your way through the material and you learn what it has to say to you and you enforce your actions on the on the stone. And yeah, our our interior lives are very, very much like that. They're very complicated, deeply mm. veined. You know, with hard spots and soft spots, some more easy to listen to than others, and some in conflict. Yeah, I, I think it can be both. I think there can be absolutely situations where, you know, we, if we take the time to tune in and, and really sit with our intuition, we're like, yeah, I knew that maybe that wasn't the best move, and I kind of did it anyway. Or it can be damn, I really thought that I was making the best informed decision. I really, you know, I tried my best and boy, am I learning a lesson that what I thought was a really great choice right now was not. I, might- I, I, I agree with that, you see, because I was speaking to an intuitive guide in Portland and I, I have the feeling she knew. She just simply said, Rena, it's not going to be the same this time as when you had your jolly little two month visit in New York City. I would not have wanted her to say scammer alert because I would not have had the experience I had yeah. of coming out here and scrambling and living in a whole bunch of neighborhoods. I would not have had that intense traumatic journey that has taught me still things I don't know as yet, you know? Well, you it's, said the word journey. Sure. That was part of your journey. Maybe that was supposed to be that way. Maybe for you to learn some other things. So it's never for naught. If we mm-hmm. don't hear what, what's coming from within, there's probably a reason that we're supposed to learn something. Mm-hmm. We're out of time. I, I I could keep going with this. I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> like This is like one of those topics that, I think a lot of us think about, and and then you talk to people who are intuitive and they will tell you, we all are. We're all psychic. It's being able to listen to it or find it within. Well, I will be seeing you in person next time and these folks will all be joining us. Um, if it's not next week, it's going to be the week after. I am available for you, available for you anytime. My intuition says it'll be great. Nicely done, sir. Rena, how do we find you? Uh, RenaMiller.com, R H E N A Miller.com. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Guys, thanks for being here today. Loving and compassion and connection podcast. Um, We're always learning something. I learned a lot today. Cool. Thank you. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back. Thank you. Bye bye. 
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.